Welcome, you're listening to Break the Cycles. My name is Yun. And it's your boy Sal. We're motorcycle enthusiasts, sharing with you our experiences on the road, stories of our motorcycle travels, and the lessons we've learned along the way. Today we're going to talk about how to prepare for a motorcycle trip during a COVID pandemic. Uh, who better to talk about it than someone who has done it? And my co-host, Sal, who has done the trip during the pandemic. Um, Sal, do you want to give us kind of an overview of your trip so we know what kind of trip you took? Yeah, sure. So in August 2020, I set out for Colorado, trailed my Husqvarna 610 out to Salida. And I started out with the Colorado BDR, uh, more kind of going to the other states uh, surrounding the area. Spent four weeks out there, 3,600 miles on the bike alone, and I got COVID in the process, and no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a good trip, though. Oh, wow. So what was the main consideration when you, when you, when you prepped for this trip? I mean, like, of course, there's the, uh, the consideration when you are prepping for any kind of long-term trip, but what, what about, like, specifically during the pandemic? What, what are some considerations for, for that? Right, right. So, you know, the first thing you want to – you want to say clear is what kind of trip this is going to be. And this trip was primarily going to be a off-road trip uh, on a dual sport. And I'd be camping most of the time. So I'd be spending, I'd be spending time in isolation away from people for the most part. Oh, wow. That's like the best kind of trip ever. I mean, that's like yeah. most motorcycle trip, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, <laughs> Trying to get out still... in the, get out in the wild and away from people. Oh yeah, man. It's uh it's definitely next level but to be clear like this was my very first time off-roading and my first time solo motor camping as well so doing it on the bdr was the almost perfect way to start out wow that's uh that's like a trial by fire and uh, you pretty yeah, baptism by fire yeah, yeah you, pretty you're pretty green to everything and you just kind of like jumped in huh more or less so what, what about preparation um like gear and like others uh, like what are, what are some precautions that you had to take for covid yeah, so again, with these trips, there are four things I really considered. The first was the bike. Uh, the second was quality gear for camping and riding. Third is you definitely want to be familiar with uh, learning how to work on your bike and making repairs. And then obviously with COVID, you have to plan your route around COVID. So, um, you know, tackling each one of those four. So starting off with the bike, uh, my preparation started on a great note when it was stolen out of my driveway two weeks after I <laughs> wow. walked the bike. So I woke up to one morning being gone, and uh, the next day, next two days later, I was thrown into some bushes. So, uh, you know, for, somehow nothing was stolen off the bike. Granted, I took the gas tank off of it, so he couldn't go very far. But uh, that definitely took away a lot of time for preparation. And, you know, other than getting new tires and fluids, to be honest, I didn't inspect the bike at all. <laughs> I didn't look at I kind of wow. disregarded incorrect fasteners. I didn't really try uh, testing the luggage, um, you know, resolving an intermittent stalling problem I had in the beginning. Uh, you know, it was a, it was a, a disaster in the making, and that's what happened. So, and so this is this is the not to do, right? This is like don't this do is that. What not to do? Yeah. Right. So you're supposed to prep your bike, and you're, you're supposed, supposed to, to check everything. Yeah, that you're supposed to, but uh, but you, you know, didn't. Your, your boy didn't. Your son, your boy. Oh son my goodness! Holy crap. <laughs> Yeah, so, the only saving grace was my, you know, my mechanical know-how. So, so, what, so, what problem did you have on the road since you didn't inspect the bike? Like, what, what, what are some mechanical issues that you had? 
So the big one was actually my clutch cable frayed three days into the trip. Oh, my And yeah. I was like, I think like 80 or 90 miles away. And I had to clutchless shift the entire way back. And I tried wow. not to stop for gas as well. Because, you know, you, you break your clutch cable. You know, trying to move from the start, it's going to be a pain in the butt. And uh, right after that, I hit the road. And then my wheel hub cracked, actually. Because the fastener is mating the sprocket to the hub. They came loose. And then put extra load onto the hub. And oh, my goodness. And that was the time I, uh, I I called you. Oh, right, right, right. I remember this. <laughs> yeah I, I needed to get your sympathy but you didn't give me any money <laughs> of course not <laughs> i told you to inspect the bike before you left <laughs> and no. then you didn't do it and then like i was like of course this is gonna happen i was but, too hard-headed oh yeah, my goodness sure. holy crap but, um so yeah. of course um always bring um i always bring extra cables like if i'm going on a long trip mm-hmm. i always bring extra cables um because you never know like um it, they'll fray They'll break, and the last thing you want to do is try to ride a, a bike without clutch cable. I mean, it's just it sucks. It can be done, but it's just it's not great. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And, and you know, in my case, it was really pure sheer luck. There was a guy there in town, ADV rider. He was actually generous enough to buy me two cables from Motion Pro, overnighted them for free. Wow. And I never met the guy ever. And, you know, obviously afterwards I did. And then, so that resolved the cable issue. But then with the the cracked wheel hub, there were like seven welding shops in town and only one messed with aluminum. So obviously I had to take off the wheel. And this is where the training came in hand. I remember when we were putting on the tires, you taught me how to put a tire with a tube on. So like we took off the wheel, used the three spoons, etc. Yeah. And that came in handy because I did have to take off the tire. I had to take off the wheel. I had to even undo some of the spokes too so he could get... Um, good access to weld the piece back on but you know I, I got all that said and done I was back on the road but I lost one week of travel time right there and you know again if it wasn't for luck my trip would have ended prematurely oh so, yeah I would say so I mean if you couldn't find that person to weld that rear hub I mean it's kind of done and, and also you got, you're kind of like in trouble how to get your bike back to where you need to go so mm-hmm. um, yeah um, that uh, sounds um like karma <laughs> yeah that's uh that is some but but this adv man. rider man that's like that's like that's like part of what we you know ride for like to meet people like that that are like the same mindset and and then like help each other out on the road i mean that's just that's perfect yeah it's a good community and then you know what i remember his name uh, I forget his name already. <laughs> but he, I remember we were we were joking about the whole situation. He's like, "Dude, listen, like these events are what make for like good stories. These are these are all part of the trip. So just embrace it and you know go with the flow. Don't beat yourself up over it." Well, I definitely would say that that would be true when you're already in the position. But I like like you said, like we we work on taking the tire off and on um, before you even left for the trip. Mm-hmm. I, when I was doing my trip, I, I I met a bunch of people that like didn't know how to do that, and yeah, it, it, it was a it was a it was an adventure for them on the side of the road, and that's not an adventure you want no, to have. No, that's stressful. Yeah, and especially if it's like dark, and like, um, like you're in a in like a not a very uh, you know some shady place. Like you right. want to be able to get that thing on and off and then keep going. So right, yeah, but totally understood, but. <laughs> 
definitely should have inspected the bike. Dude, man, I was so depressed. (laughs) (laughs) So you mentioned, so we we talked about the bike and like all the mishap they have for the bike. So what what about like camping equipment? Yeah, so as I mentioned, this was my first time camping. And this is where I actually listened to you for once. (laughs) And I I listened to you and our our friend Max, who's also done these sort of cross-country trips. So for once in my lifetime, I decided to buy quality equipment. You know, uh, instead of buying, cheap buying twice, you just buy once and you cry once. So like main main uh, main items, uh, like an MSR Hubba Hubba tent, I got one from REI. Same with the uh, one of their brand sleeping bags. I got them on sale, and um, those lasted for the entire trip. They were very reliable, very robust. And although it did come at a premium, you know, um, it was just peace of mind that stuff is not gonna break. It's already been tested. Because on the con- on the contrary, I bought a sleeping pad like those the sleeping mattresses, air, air sleeping mattresses from mm-hmm. eBay. Dude, that failed two days into the trip, <laughs> <laughs> and I actually spent the whole trip with that leaking sleeping mattress. Oh my goodness! It was. I'll tell you what, man. I didn't really get the best sleep. Uh, well, of but, course not. <laughs> You're yeah. sleeping on the floor in the jagged and, and that, rocks. And that's the thing. You, I realized, man, you really don't want to be inconvenienced with your equipment failing and force head into town. And especially with COVID going on, because you never know when these stores are going to be, which stores are going to be open and closed. Because I remember right before I left for this trip, the REI Bethesda was closed for a long time. And it wasn't until like right before I left, it opened again. So, you know, by spending an extra $100, $200 above what you're comfortable spending, like what you consider cheap, it's definitely worth it to me because you're buying this for the long run. And if you buy ch- cheap, you're going to end up buying again. Yeah, point. yeah, totally. And and also it ruins your experience if you have a miserable time. Like you don't sleep yeah. well and all that. Or like you, you just, you're like, you know, you got a too small of a mattress and you're a big guy. And then like you're hanging off and you just have a terrible night's sleep. And the next day it's going to get worse. And then the day after that it's going to get worse and worse and worse. So, yeah, I totally get it. Um uh, the other, one one of the things that I did learn um, is also you have to bring a patch kit because mm. those um, those inflatable mattresses like any any kind of situation could happen to end up having a hole in one of the air mattress um, or or anything for that matter. Um, you you have to have one of those emergency patch kits so that mm-hmm. you know you can continue. Right, and you know my I'm only speaking from four weeks on the road. You spent nine months on the road. So. yeah and 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 like again people say you know four weeks you know nine months it's some you know you, you packed similar things and, and all these equipments like it can it can um it can fail anytime so if if you're even if you're out for four weeks and your mattress fail on the second day well then you're gonna have all basically all four weeks sleeping on mm-hmm. a broken mattress without a uh, ability to repair it That's yeah so that's that's still a very important thing, but you definitely learn, right? Yeah, for sure. And you have to keep in mind, like this is your shelter, this is you know your sleeping right. arrangement, and also your cooking wear as well. If you're gonna cook, and you know, I had the the I had the former two down, but the latter with the cooking, I didn't do that much honestly because I was saving so much uh, by camping. And here's the thing: if you're gonna be doing that like me, you're gonna rely on restaurants. You need to be aware that COVID also affects restaurant hours and i kind of came across that as well in my trip i was kind of banking on the fact that restaurants would be open later than what was advertised you know some some updated their hours some didn't 
And, you know, when you roll into a town late at night and you're hungry and everything is closed, mm-hmm. the worst thing, the, wor- the worst thing ever is to go to sleep on an empty stomach. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. hundred percent agree. That's what you need to keep in mind if you're going to be uh, relying on restaurants in this COVID era. Right. And the grocery store were open or no? Uh, there were, yeah. I mean, most of the stores were open, but in terms of like evening, you know, dining uh, out. Right. Right. And then when you're really tired and, you know, you have a long day of ride, sometimes you just want to sit down and have somebody bring you food instead of, you know, taking out yes. all your cooking wear. It, it, it happens. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So you have to also um, be prepared for restaurant timing as well. That's, that's a very good tip. So what else? What, what's next? What about, what about your, your uh, motorcycle gear that you, you had to bring? Gear, you know, honestly, I, I had... I had a mesh jacket. I used riding pants. I also used rather denim uh, jeans that I had. I bought some ADV riding boots. Mm-hmm. They were just from a BMW store. I had a regular helmet. It would have been nice to have an ADV helmet and just uh, some summer and winter clothes. And for the viewer who don't um, uh, don't don't really have any experience on this, uh, adventure helmets typically has a visor in the front right. that right. like overhangs. So. So what 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 is the reason why you would say that you, you would have benefited from an ADV helmet? Uh, I think it just allows more airflow, and when you're going off road, the, the the speed is relatively slow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I felt like I wasn't doing more than like twenty miles per hour on these going up up these mountains and stuff. So you know, you when you're going that slow, you're just cooking, and the difference in airflow between a regular helmet and an ADV helmet is substantial. Like an ADV helmet looks like a dirt bike helmet. You know, people yeah. wear goggles with them. Whereas yeah. a, a regular road racing helmet is just like you would see on most uh, on TV or anywhere else. What What about the sun? Like, did, did, did the sun bother you at all? Uh, uh, no, I had a tinted visor. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's why you wanted the, the most... Uh, for me, like, I, I like to use it as like a... Like, um, like when, when the sun is like shooting right in your eyes uh-huh. when you're riding... And like you just can't get it out of that line of sight. I kind of like like to dip my head so the visor just covers oh, the that sun. Thing just comes out, yeah, because yeah, it co- covers it much further, and you can kind of like shield your eyes, like almost like a extra hand in the front of your visor to to just. That would kinda, help. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So what? Um, you said a lot of things were closed at different times and whatnot. Um, what? What kind of what kind of uh, attractions were were actually uh, closed because of COVID? So again, I was kind of out in the outdoors. So some of the parks were closed. Uh, at least when I when I went down to Texas, I assumed the park would be open because no one was really down there. But most of the roads I wanted to hit up within the park, like that, were specifically designated off road roads, were closed, which is kind of bizarre. Because, oh wow, that'd be like the yeah, least. When, Least amount of possible con- contact. Dude, it was just like me and a tarantula in that park. That was it. I don't understand why it was closed. But uh, on the contrary, right? Yellowstone National Park, dude, it was booming. All the campsites were open. And when I spoke to one of the park rangers there, she told me that attendance was at pre-COVID numbers. Wow. So, you know, it, it, it varies. And that's something you have to pay due diligence to if you're going to be uh, riding all the way across the country or somewhere far and it turns out you know the place you want to visit is closed or, or it might be open too you know what, what, what was something that you wanted to visit that was closed i think mount evans road we talked about that before and it was right, closed right. yeah but mount evans road closed for all kinds of reasons though 
and it like does, they yeah. have like a massive storm or snow it's it's almost a hit or miss um but yeah that that's that kind of sucks uh was was pike peak open pike's peak pike's peak yeah it was uh it's pike's peak it was cool but it doesn't hold a candle to you know overpass and all the other passes out there what what passes did you do i did over okay. i did cinnamon pass and those are super isolated. Like you, you're like They're the very, only. Yeah. You're gonna be like the only one in the mountain for. I mean, you see other cars pass by, but like. Yeah, engineer pass as well. Right. Yeah, I really like those rides as well. I mean, it's you. You ride to the top, and then the scenery changes quite a bit from the bottom all the way up to the top, and it's it's quite exhilarating. Right. Right. So yeah, I mean, there was a lot I covered in Colorado. Some of the parts I skipped just because I was pretty tired and I just wanted to try something else. But, you know, for the type of trip that it was, COVID didn't really affect it too much. Just because, again, you're in the wild and, um, you know, you're by yourself. Uh, but if you're planning to, you know, hit, hit, hit the road and be on the tarmac the entire time and your attractions are going to be in towns and big cities and on the road, then you should have the expectations that some of these may be closed indeed because... I did go to the Four Corners. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it called? The the park, I guess you can call it. And it was closed, but I was able to get a pretty nice picture of myself there. So, but I mean, you can definitely make a trip out of it. So, would but... you suggest like when people plan for these, um, if if they were to plan to go out there and and they're still um, COVID is still on the rise or still in that area, would would you recommend that they have? multiple sightseeing opportunities in the same area in order for them to kind of curb the possibility that things can be close? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the smart thing to do. Uh, that's what I had to do, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, I think you should have the same expectation. But you shouldn't be deterred by COVID, you know? I did the trip. I had a, I had a ball. And you can do the same thing Dude. off-road or on the road as well. Do you did you find yourself like trying to be extra careful in case that you know you got injured and had to go to the hospital and whatnot, or, or is that not really that's not really like a concern? Um, I think at the end of the day it was, but when you're when you're riding out in the woods the entire day, you know, I'm not really thinking about COVID. I'm just trying to think of how not to fall off this cliff, you know. <laughs> so, so so you're not really thinking about it. No, not really. Yeah. Not until you go into town. Yeah, that's um, that's 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 good because that's that's how you're supposed to be. Because when you're out there on that trip, you're supposed to be away from all the uh, the stressors of society, and that's kind of how it's what 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 motorcycling, adventure motorcycling, are meant to be. So, if you have like one main recommendation you would have for someone who wants to do a trip. Uh, an adventure ride or you know go explore somewhere uh what is what is like the one major advice you would give to to our to our listeners COVID can be dealt with we deal with it on a daily basis right but inadequate preparation um on your for your motorcycle for your gear all that can end your trip prematurely you know even before you get out there so Put your due diligence in that, and once that's settled, then I think everything kind of falls into place, and COVID can be managed after that. 
I think that about wraps up our content for today. Thank you, Salman, for sharing us with your experience traveling during COVID. Join us next time when we discuss how you can get into motorcycling.